Attention. Welcome to the Different Spectrums podcast. We dive into the wild world of mental health discussions. Get ready for profound talks, a sprinkle of humor and sarcasm, and a touch of colorful language. Just a quick heads up, our show reflects our individual opinions, which may not align with the standpoint of the podcast, our featured guests, or any related corporate entities. Our mission? To illuminate through laughter and satire because everyone needs a good chuckle. Chill out and don't stress over the small stuff. Legal troubles? No thank you. Cancel culture? Please spare us. We'd rather keep this space lawsuit free. So buckle up, have a good time, and join us as we navigate the vibrant realm of mental health on the Different Spectrums Podcast. Hey, everybody, we back again. <laughs> hey, we back. Paddywhack. Give a dog a moan. I'm Spencer, and of course, we have our licensed clinical therapist, Nas. Hey, Dr. Nas. But, you know. No. Since I'm brown, y'all are all probably smarter than me. Fuckers. All right. So got a lot to go off your chest today. <laughs> uh, remember, hey, don't take us too seriously. Or do. That's up to you. There you go. You remembered. Uh, also, don't forget to rub those likes for us. We'd really appreciate it. Yep, just right in there. Okay. Ah, God. I thank all of you who listen to the podcast. You don't have to watch this dumb shit that's happening right now. <laughs> all right. Today, we are taking a look at the show The Neighborhood on CBS. Yeah, really? That's yep. Black Raid's yep. fucking moment right there? All right. Yep. Power. Um, so today we're going to be talking about a few things. We're talking about black people. Who? Black people. Oh, okay. Let's, let's do it. Black people. We're also going to be talking about what does therapy look like in reality versus this instance and other TV shows. And then we're also going to be talking about how people let it all out. Let it all out. Just be dangling on your face. <laughs> Is that what you wanted to say? No. I was making a reference to their other movie. That you said oh <laughs> was that Tropic Thunder about Lance? You did the worst impression. <laughs> did you write I Love the Pussy oh. while you were dangling your dice on his forehead? Jesus Christ. I just watched it. I just watched it with yeah. Dom. So. Well, it's fresh. Oh, Jesus. It's fresh in my mind. Right, Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to let it all out, folks. Meat and cheese. <laughs> I love how so a little insight here. No, 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 we're not gonna move on real quick. We're gonna stick right on this topic. I love how right before we started recording, you're like, hey man, you gotta say, you gotta say how people let it all out. I'm about to go on a tangent. It's about to be great. And then you did that. Thank you so much for all of that <laughs> to amount to nothing. Well, you know, I aim to please. It's literally you have like it's just like in Jurassic Park, just a big pile of shit. That's exactly <laughs> what you built that up to be. You could at least fake an orgasm, Jesus. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't fake it. I look him right in the eyes and says, "I didn't come yet." Oh my god! Oh, 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 oh I think I came. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Spencer, what did you just do? Uh, uh, Jesus. I gotta take my glasses off. No. Welcome to the show. No, it's anything before we get into the show. Welcome to the show, people. We're gonna let it all out today. Uh, you know, we're gonna air it out because, you know, you stink. Uh, um, remember, we're having fun on these pods. Yeah. Uh, so don't take us too seriously, but we are going to dive into some real topics about, you know, therapy, what it looks like, 
black and brown bodies, you know, do folks lay down in the session? Do they, do they sit down? Is there eye contact? Is there strength and vulnerability? You know, do folks of color believe that or is vulnerability like taboo? Um, so we're going to get to some legitimate real topics uh, that affect, you know, our populations. And then how also this affects white folks as well. Um, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about therapy in general, and we're going to have a blast. So, you know, uh, a dangle. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> proud of that. <laughs> I can hear my dad. You're proud of that? You're, you're proud of that. <laughs> Today with Paul, story time. Today with, oh. today with a client. <laughs> They would a client. They said something, and I just went, "Oh, yep." <laughs> and I said, "Pause." And they're like, "What are you talking about? I need this is my time now. You, you just, you know, fuck you." I, I'm literally turning into my father because all the air just went out of me, and I was just like, "Oh," <laughs> just deflated. <laughs> I love how you're getting that. <laughs> yep, I picked it up now. I just turned into a whoopee cushion. <laughs> All right, into the show. All right, let's get into it. Hey, everyone. I'm here to talk about our new collaborator, Toink Toys. They have a wide selection of, you guessed it, toys and other great collectibles. They have products from Marvel, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and everything pop culture. You could say they put the toy in Toink. So go check them out at toink.com and use our code Different Spectrums Podcast to get 10% off your entire order today. Perfect. I knew you'd be in a bad mood. <laughs> okay, let's see. Lethargic, shoulders slumped, facial expression flat. I'd say you're suffering from an acute case of situational maladaptive stress. And a case of TMD. T TMD. Too much Dave. You see, that I recognize. Classic misplaced anger. Bet you're wondering why I'm so on it today, huh? I wasn't, but I'm sure you're gonna tell me. Yes, I am. Now, see, I'm trying to get my therapist license so I can counsel vets down to the VA, and I need to log 500 hours of hands-on experience. So I'm asking you, Calvin, why not let me help talk you through whatever's bothering you? Well, right now, you're bothering me. Okay, okay, great. See, that's good. Let's dig a little deeper. Dave, it's like I told you before. Black people, we don't do therapy, all right? We're just not a soft kind of people. If I wanted to sit on my couch and cry, I'd watch the Clippers. Dave, I said no. Yeah, but you didn't say hell no. You notice how dad never follows Dave into a room? Brilliant observation. Guys, can I ask you something? Is it true that black people don't do therapy? What? What? No, man, that's ridiculous. Yeah, man, lots of black people do therapy. I'm surprised at you, David. I didn't say it, it was your dad. Oh, no, mm. yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Because when I have problems, I suffer on the inside like a real man. Calvin, that is ridiculous. Will you just let me help you? Yeah, just give up, Pop. He already in the house. You know what? Fine. Come on. All right, um, make yourself comfortable. Uh, not you two, get out! <laughs> Bye! Okay, um, all right, tell me what's been bothering you. Well, business has been a little slow lately, and so I came up with this promotion to bring in more customers. But now I'm losing money on every one. Okay, well, why don't you just end the promotion? Mm. It's not that easy. So I put the coupon in the Pasadena Penny Safe, and they're everywhere, so. Let's focus on the why. Here, put your head up. Yeah. Well, when Tina was at the pit stop, all I had to do was focus on fixing cars. I mean, she handled the books and set the pricing, ordered the supplies. She would have known this promotion was a bad idea. See, now we're getting to the good stuff you are realizing that you need Tina back at the shop. Maybe so, but I can't ask her to come back. I mean, she's got her own business and it's blowing up. The woman loves making cupcakes. 
Even if that's true, Calvin, you need to tell Tina that you need her back at the shop. There's strength in vulnerability. Uh, there's also strength in strength. Hey, babe. Hey. Hey, babe. How was your day? Oh, busy. Busy, busy, busy. Yeah, you know, these four for 40 things got people lined up out the door. I mean, I am beat, but it's all good. Oh, good, good, good. Me too. You know, I can't make these cupcakes fast enough. <laughs> you know what, babe? I was thinking if, uh, if it becomes too much for you, you, you should take a break. You know what? In fact, what? you could... Don't be silly, baby. I love what I do. And I owe it to all of your support. I'm living a dream. <laughs> well, good, good. That's what I was hoping you'd say. Yes, I am so happy. It's killing me, but I love it. <laughs> I know how you feel. I know exactly how you feel. Yep, 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 yep. We are so lucky. <laughs> Blessed and highly faithful. Of underlying issue. There's no issue. I would tell you, I don't keep secrets. I mean, you've seen my seventh grade haircut. The bangs. <laughs> okay, Gemma, relax, okay? Lean back, take a deep breath. Think back to a time when you were a kid or maybe a teenager. Was, was there ever a time that you felt left out or, I don't know, maybe, maybe like you didn't fit in? <laughs> You're good. Well, thank you. Now, where's Gemma? Where did Gemma go? year of middle school, okay. there was this program called HAM. High-achieving math. You stayed after school four days a week and did algebra. And that's something your parents made you do? I wish. <laughs> I didn't get in. All my friends did. And those little hamsters taunted me about it forever. <laughs> so you didn't get to stay late at school and do difficult math with a bunch of little jerks. It was horrible! <laughs> I was in such a dark place. I gave myself that haircut. Yeah. It was me. I was the one who did it. <laughs> I just don't want Grover to ever feel the way I did. Finish my homework. Can I play video games? Oh, mom's crying. No. <laughs> Grover, mom is having a breakthrough. Is that why there's so much snot? <laughs> hey, pumpkin. I need to tell you something. It's a me, a Spencer, and I'm here to talk about our longtime collaborator, Cure Hydration. Cure is a premium hydrating electrolyte drink mix made with organic coconut water and pink Himalayan salt with no sugar added. It contains four times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks. My go-to flavor is grapefruit, but if you're not into that, you can go and get their variety pack with eight different flavors to sample. Go to curehydration.com or go to our link tree and use the code DSP20 to get 20% off your entire order today. Hey everybody, we back again. I'm gonna show you off. Mm. I'm gonna show you off. Mm. I'm gonna show you off. We back. And we lie. And we should cancel. Just cancel. Mid-show. Actually, not even mid-show. Beginning show. Beginning of awesome. show. That was actually, I thought that was our best work. It's great. It was a lovely intro. It was a best work. <laughs> no bad things will happen after that <laughs> intro. Hey, I've already <laughs> been canceled, it looks like. So, I mean, you know. What are you going to do? Let it uh, 
<laughs> Please don't let that be the phrase of the show. Um, uh, so shout out to all of our great collaborators. Uh, one in particular today, let's shout out to Toink Toys. Uh, they have a wide selection of great toys. Um, and you can also get up to 10% off. Uh, your order if you use the code DSP10. Um, yeah, or by going into our link down in the description. Um, yes, just like that. Uh, so go down and, hey, check out what they have and see if you can get anything. They have some uh, different toys from all different types of, like, pop culture, anime, Pokemon, yep. all this stuff, everything. So please go check them out and then also help us out by using our code. DSP 10 or just by going to the link below, like I said. So do it. Do it. Uh, yes. And also, shout out to our merch. Go get some of that stuff because it's great. It's great. Uh, if you really want to be a Lions fan, uh, go ch check out our Lions and Vikings <laughs> gear. Uh, be different. Be different. Some of you Lions fans are probably like, fuck that. I'm not spending money on anything that looks even remotely like Lions gear. No, thank you. Is what it is. Nas? Is, is what it is. It's, uh, you know, it, yeah. you lose some, you win some. But you live. I lost that one. You live to fight another day. Well, except for, you know, till next year. I mean. Yeah, you live to fight another game next year. I mean, nobody. I don't think any lives were on the line for this game. You know, a lot of people died. <laughs> <laughs> you could have saved the whole town. You could have. But you just had to lose, Detroit. You just, you just had to lose. Could have uplifted the whole town. All you know, all the people. Yeah, back to the Ford factories. Shoe. Yep. Right. I mean, I'm Get going back in there. Yep. I was off. I was clean off a crack for three days. Now I'm back on that crack. <laughs> Oh, man, oh, no <laughs> Just for reference, we do not do drugs here on the Different Specters podcast. We do not endorse any drugs on this podcast or, or stabbing. And or we, stabbing. we advise you to, to actually not let anything out and keep that all in. Yes. Just don't even talk about your feelings. Yep. Or your cheese. All right. Anyways, let's talk about what show gonna be diving into today uh the neighborhood uh if you have uh a black family and a jewish family in the same neighborhood the neighborhood <laughs> cbs 10 o'clock there you go yep. what wacky shenanigans will they get to this week <laughs> god i don't like therapy well all right see you later <laughs> It, the whole show is about race relations. Th this show actually showed that is it? America's uh, almost said cancer free. <laughs> I'm about to say, you know, it's post-racial so. America. You know, after Obama, then this. Now, you know, uh, racism is done. You're right. You know, I've never seen any type of black and white co-stars in any show. Nope. You know, nope. It, it proves that, you know, we, we can live together as people. Or we can really just hate one another and just make laughs at it. Correct. Because the whole show, they technically hate each other. So. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, do you want to give a, like an actual synopsis of the show? Oh, or? well, I can just do the episode. Um, okay. Do the episode. So the show is, you know, him and his wife. Uh, he is one of the major stars from New Girl. His wife is from, I think, Two Broke Girls. Uh, yeah. And then you got Cedric the Entertainer and then his wife, uh, which is like a super no well-known actress. I'm not sure about the name right now. Um, to Sheena Arnold. Yep. And like, she's super well-known. So, you know, it's about, they move into Pasadena, which is mostly, this neighborhood is mostly black. They're moving from Michigan uh, into this mostly black neighborhood because he got a job there working. And uh, so it's about the trials and tribulations of him being a corny white dude. And then Cedric and his family being... Uh, supposedly typical because it's not really typical, but a uh, black family in a black neighborhood, black children. Does he learn more about the streets? Yeah. You know, he knows about the neighborhood. So it's about him assimilating into the culture, into the people, mm. into the food, into like everything. Uh, instead of the other way around. Yeah. You know, yeah. No, instead of, you know, most folks in America have to assimilate to white folks. 
this is where he's kind of learning and adjusting his behavior. And for Cedric is the curmudgeon. And mm. then Max, I'm not sure about his name on the show. Uh, Dave. Dave. Yeah. So they, you know, end up becoming best friends. Um, and actually there's a lot of wonderful stories about grief lost, uh, you know, his father, uh, Dave's father leaves him and they have a miscarriage. Cedric has a, a family has a miscarriage. There's a lot of good, wonderful episodes. There's some stuff in there about the riots. So around the George Floyd stuff about the riots and stuff going on. So it was a lot of cool stuff. They talk about police brutality, a lot of good topics amongst all the shenanigans. Um, right. I wanted to watch it. Uh, and then finally it came out on Netflix and all that. I got this chance to see it. Uh, we're watching it now on Paramount and this is season five, episode four. Mm-hmm. And it's about him being burned out. And he works as a mechanic, owns his own store. Mechanic shop. Auto shop. Auto, auto shop. I take it to the body shop. It's like, no, not the body shop. Candy shop. Well, no, no, well, the candy shop. But no, it's the uh, Sam Smith. It's the body shop. It's like, Danny's at the body shop. <laughs> You're the only one here that listens to Sam Smith. Well, it's, yeah, I know. Well, he's talking about his husband that's cheating on his wife with another dude at the body shop. Get to the show. It's pretty gay. It's pretty gay. My dad loved the show. And then he's like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> um, and his wife uh, used to help him out at the shop. And now she's mm-hmm. doing her own little side hustle and business. And these individuals are extremely burned out. As you know, Dave is a counselor and he works with a life coach, a mediator. He does a lot of mediation stuff. Was in the military. Is quite awesome. And now he's trying to be like this counselor for vets and helping out a lot of vets because he is a vet. And that, you know, the show's whole based on him trying to help this family emotionally regulate. And then he ends up talking to his wife later on. So cut to the first scene. Right. He comes at him outside and he's asking him all these questions and says, like, get the fuck out of here. God, I always got to your shit. I got work. And now I listen to your dumb white ass. Get the Jesus. And then he's like, Hey man, Tell me about how you're feeling. And he's like, no. Which leads to him saying black people don't get therapy. We don't need therapy. We're fine. We, 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 we. Not we, because I am not black. But he says like, we, we, we hold this shit. We good. We strong. Mm-hmm. The other day, Spence, kids was like, what race are you? So, uh, <laughs> what well, race you know, are you? Yeah, what race, you know what, Latina. I don't think you're Mexican. I said, oh, you think I'm black, don't you? Aloha. Yeah, and then I said, <laughs> Shout out to Rap Snyder. Yeah. Of 51st dates. Correct. Um, and she goes, You're not Mexican. I said, Yeah, well, I'm Hawaiian. She's like, You're Hawaiian? That's awesome. I was like, Hey, better. <laughs> you just bring a ukulele behind your back, just like, Hey, <laughs> under the rainbow. It's the sun. I know it's the sun. Let that sit in for a second. I know. Just, I know. I was just yeah. joking. Um, sure. And she's like, well, I can't tell. I thought you were being serious. I'm like, stop being autistic. Calm down. <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, sure. But then whatever. So besides the point. So he says that, you know, we as a folk, as a culture, as a people, we don't get therapy. So that's the first jump off point. Yeah, we've talked about it in many episodes, you know, racial issues amongst mental health, therapy. Uh, harms a lot of uh, bodies of color. Um, and I love when they bring it up in shows because it's legit that what people are talking about in the houses, mm-hmm. you know, you know, yeah. well, you know, well, therapy's for white people. I remember my first boss at my internship. She's like, nah, we don't go to therapy. And I was like, I didn't even know what the fuck therapy was until I started working here. She's like, you're in school to become a therapist. I don't mean I know what it was. <laughs> You know, I, I saw a book, you know. I'm like, that look good. That's a good word right there. <laughs> that, that, that's a, a good, good one. <laughs> you know, that's what they that's what they give to white people. So it must be good, right? It might, it might, that's what insurance covers. See, y'all motherfuckers had insurance. So that's how you get therapy. <laughs> you know we ain't having insurance. Yeah. You want some therapy? I, you know, I got a belt. Now I give some therapy. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you have Paul. 
you have no idea on how many clients that we like there if they cry parents will like, yeah. give you something to cry about yeah that's that's like, a known term it's a known term community. i'll give you something to cry about <laughs> probably one of the top terms in yep. black america yeah yeah mexicans we don't even say that <laughs> It's just right, just silence. Y'all give a warning. Right? We don't get you. out of nowhere. We don't get a warning. Well, there's a tamale right on the head. So I want to ask real quick. Go ahead. Real quick. Um, in your experience, do you think that like life coaches take from what they see on like TV shows what therapy is sometimes? Because I feel like a lot of life coaches don't put in the time or the work that there is to actually you know, be somewhat closer to a therapist as they could be. Um, I feel like they kind of take what they think is therapy and then turn it into, you know, the same thing over and over, even though that might not be helping uh, their clients. I think they do their best to support. I think they do their okay. best to be a good friend and a good ally. And that mm -hmm. for some folks is all they need. Um, but you might lose the ability to stop unproductive thoughts, irrational thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, intrusive thoughts. You probably don't know much. Uh, maybe you do, maybe you don't about the medical issues that could be going on, all the different diagnoses that are going on. So the mm -hmm. most that you can do without getting into legal issues is probably provide support. Do I think yeah. that some things may be mimicked from shows and maybe some lived experiences? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I assume everyone's doing the best that they can. True. The moral obligation you have as a person, which I'm not, I don't think everyone follows is that, are you just making money off these folks? You know what I'm saying? Or, or are you actually sending pokes in the direction that they actually need? So, you know, when it goes over and above your head, I'm not going to have a little RA, you know, therapizing a student. You refer. When, when it's out of your expertise, you support, refer, support, refer. And I, I'm worried about a lot of coaches not referring. So I think that's the big thing is, you know, are you trained in it? Did you do all the clinical hours? Did you do all the readings? Did you do all the internships? Did you all do all the supervision and years of supervision and documentation and licensure? You passed an examination, yeah. But, you know, also, did you go through the depression and the freaking physical and mental abuse what graduate school is? What an internship is during a graduate school that's unpaid? Plus, you got to work your other job. So there's, there's a lot of things that some folks can get away with. And I think there's a lot of beneficial folks. Um. I think that maybe for black and brown bodies and for folks that are on the spectrum, more marginalized identities, I think it might be less intrusive, scary to go to a coach. You know, right. coach, coach sounds good. Oh man, I'm a coach. <laughs> you know, hey, it's my therapist. <laughs> oh, little bitch ass. <laughs> I want to be talking about my feelings and but, shit. But you go to a coach and you know, I mean, I just need a little, you know, bob and weave. You know, I need to think about things in a different way. I just need a little support. That's a coach. Right. Um, maybe coaches, a lot of education. Therapists can be wonderful coaches. Mm -hmm. Coaches cannot be therapists. Mm. True. Right. We can True. play that There's dual role. a lot role. of training that goes into that. It's like a pro athlete versus an amateur athlete. It's just right. different levels. Different levels. Thinking. Right. There's one that's here. And then when the needs are more and more and more, then the therapist needs to be involved. And then when the needs are more and more and more, well, hell, that's when yeah. I got to get doctors involved, nurse practitioners involved, you know, maybe a hospital involved, right? I mean, there's stuff that's way out of my scope as well. It's all about what is your scope. If you're thinking about right. sports, Spencer, and Bill Belichick, all the greatest coaches of all time, know your role. Mm -hmm. Yep. Know, know, know your role. This is what you're going to do. You're a point guard. You're going to pass the ball. You're a shooting guard. You're going to shoot the ball. You're a center. You're going to rebound and play defense. Yep. So know your role. Yep. Um, and I think... You know, having all these wellness coaches is awesome because there's a lot of education that's going on, but I think also there's probably a lot of people that are getting hurt by it. But I think there's more good being done than bad. Okay. Well, I, th I, I honestly think there's more good than, than bad being done. In um, your opinion, uh, like what is the bad? Bad means where you're trying to like therapeutically help someone on your own without knowing the ins and outs and intricacies of what others are thinking and how to help them reframe, how to help OCD, anxiety, panic attacks, right? There's a lot of different things that you need to know. Because right. you might say something, send someone in, and, you know, you might recommend something. Well, you know what you need is, you know, a, a, a lamp. A sad lamp, because it's the winner and you got the blues, and then you don't know that the person's bipolar, now you just trickle the big ma manic event. 
Mm. So there's a lot of safety things that you need to know. The rules. Uh, you know, as we're talking about black folks not going to therapy, um, there's a lot of therapeutic places. So your coaches will be one. Um, you know, if we're, if we're being real with barbershop, I wanted to be a barber. If I would have failed out of school, barbershop, we get a lot of talking, a lot of therapy, a lot of healing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, basketball and sporting events after the game, a lot of healing connection there. Uh, anytime you do like a family gathering or cookout with like friends, family, a lot of healing that goes on in those areas. Um, so you'll see that there's these pockets where people can connect and get community and they'll be a little vulnerable, but you ain't got to look at no one. You'll be a little vulnerable, but you're also a little drunk. You know, that's when you have a couple of beers during the game and you go, Hey man, you ever want to hug another man? <laughs> nope. Okay. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> So we've had this topic before where What's we talk that? about um, a lot of the black community. Uh, it's hard for them to like really, uh, you know, go to therapists and things like that uh, because of that stigma of looking weak. Yep. Stuff like that. Um, in your in your opinion, how can we break that stigma? And what are some of the things we can do actively as a community to kind of help that go along and along? Uh, and so when you say opinion, I'm going to add this uh, in my clinical opinion. Um, right. So we're a coach, not clinical based in my clinical opinion, right. As a doctor and a licensed therapist, yeah. uh, psychological doctor, not a medical doctor. Um, there's many things that we can do, but the biggest thing is not just spreading awareness, but other folks of color with higher positions, right. Is showing that, Hey man, they're going through this. So me and Spencer talked about in a couple of podcasts ago, all these athletes, Right, the University of Michigan, two biggest athletes talking about going to therapy. You know, we're talking about all these big podcasts. You know, guys are being vulnerable. Michael Beasley's crying, talking about his therapist. You know, Brandon Marshall crying, talking about his therapist. You know, Mike Tyson talking about, hey, I had to get help and medication. These massive sports figures in the black community shows you that you can have emotions and not be soft. That you could be this giant human, athlete, father, individual, person of God, and also hurt at the same time. You can hold those two things. You can be strong and weak at the same time. Students are telling me, how how is that possible? I said, you sitting right in front of me and you bawling your fucking eyes out. And you tell me that you're weak, but you've been through all that. You've been through all that and you're still sitting in front of me. Some of these other kids, they get a paper cut and they quit. They quit. So, you know, we need to redefine the word power, strength, maybe redefine the word vulnerability. I told a human today, I said, hey, we can do whatever you want. But if you act up in this relationship and you keep blowing up and you keep being like super insecure and doing all these things, they're going to leave you. You're going to push them away and just know when you're doing that, it's your own mental health, right? It's your own trauma issues that are letting this happen. But know that you took the coward way out instead of being vulnerable, opening up to them and talking and dialoguing about how you're feeling, what you're going through. You know, go through that because they, they've told you they're a good person. From what they've told me, a good person. You need to continuously stick with them and, and, and work it out and talk and talk and talk instead of being nasty to them during the day just because you're a little insecure. That will guarantee that they leave you and then you're going to play this game. Oh, see, I told you he's a piece of shit. No, homie. Took the coward way out and you and you were scared. And this is what you caused. So, you know, folks might not like I said that word, cowardice. Uh, I've been a coward many of times, so I ain't pointing no fingers here. You know, difficult conversations are tough. Emotions are tough. And sometimes we hide. Sometimes it's not the time. Uh, you know, Spence just uh, laughed at me earlier about me not sending this email to check in about the job and stuff there's a chance that I'm being a coward about some stuff. There's some chance that I'm just, you know, forgetting There's a good chance that I'm being a coward and not sending it. I'm going to send it. Uh, but I'm also don't give a shit. And so, you know, I also don't want to have the conversation, but there is some cowardice in that. If I'm being honest, um, I, I not saying that you, that your points aren't valid, but I also think in some ways you do care a little bit, uh, oh, I do. only because, you know, I, and that's what I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. 
have that at least maybe a little bit of closure to that might help a little bit oh, with the state. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so it's not really like, you know, I don't come off as just like, you know, like fucking, why don't you just fucking do it, pussy? It's more of yeah. like, you know, I want to make sure that you also get somewhat of closure, I hope, from their answer, which you might not get. You we'll might see. not, but there's also a chance you could. 100%. I agree. Um, I'll do it tomorrow. I'm on call tomorrow. Not very busy. I'll do it. But the biggest thing is awareness, but people being open and talking about mental health. The next biggest thing, Spence, is, is access. You know, mm -hmm. pe people don't even know what the fuck therapy is. Uh, people don't know that they can get it in their schools. You know, a lot of these higher upper class schools, right, middle class schools, they got a bunch of therapists in there. Mm -hmm. At these other schools, they got career counselors and like school counselors, but they're not therapist counselors. Some of them now, though, are mandated by the state to have one counselor in every single school. Like legit therapist counselor, not career counselor, not class counselor, not schedule counselor. Um, that will help a lot. But the thing is, if it's a if it's a white bodied individual, and most likely it's going to be a white woman, you know the efficacy of that and that school's not. And there's only going to be a certain crowd that goes to that. Right. You know, you're not going to get a lot of big boys like me. You're not going to get a lot of people with a lot of masculinity. Doesn't matter what gender. A lot of masculinity. A lot of dominance. Um, doing that, you know, so it's tough. So, if, you know, the other day a human told me it is what it is. I, I, this is like the Godfather. I made my choice and I said, I apologize. It's going to come off bad. But I, I said, you know, if you take your own life, that all these humans that you want to be a teacher with will suffer. I said, what are you talking about? I said, you go there as a brown teacher that speaks the language that they do. You realize that there are the chance of them going to college now increased by 40% just by you existing in that school in elementary. What? So you realize you could be the echelon of all these brown kids. And you just told me the stories of you speaking Spanish and the white teachers not being able to do it. This is who you could be. You could save lives. I said, this is messed up because maybe I'm obligating you to be here and you don't want to be here. But I said, you need to think about your worth in a different way. You need to think about it in a different way. You need to think about it like maybe how I experienced it. When you're like, holy shit. We're talking about thousands of lives at this moment in time. Um, and I think the more brown people we get out there, the more we get doing this work, the more it just grows. It metastasizes. It's the trickle-down pyramid effect. It's like a domino. So awareness, education, vulnerability, but redefining what vulnerability is, redefining what strength is. Um, you know, if we're, if we're being real, economic status would help a lot of mental health. Uh, but, you know, therapists can't control that. I mean, that's like, you know, societal shit. Uh, right. And, you know, things that hold our people back, whether people agree with it or not. Uh, but systemic racism is like horrific with education, health care, and loans, and jobs. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of things that could help out mental health. That way people don't make poor choices or aren't forced, correction, forced to make poor choices. So you get this guy that's an older guy in this show. In a second scene, they're like, hey, man, you know, sit down and do therapy, dad. The kids are like, a lot of black people get therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold them now. A lot of younger black folk and brown folk are maybe thinking about or will get therapy. You know, older generations, not so much. So what do they do? They sit them down and they start, you know, massaging. He's like, get the fuck off of me, man. Jesus. <laughs> You're not going to see another uh, masculine individual be vulnerable in front of multiple people. One person, maybe. Yes. Not multiple. Um, so then they leave. He starts talking. They're getting into it. And then, you know, somehow he starts laying down. And this is the stereotype. This is why I want to talk about scene two. Every fucking show you see, Spence, they're laying down. Can you, con yeah. can you confirm that? Yes. Yes. Every show. They are laying down. Even in like Atlanta, he laid yep. down. Every show and movie, they lay down. Yeah. Yep. They're always laying down. And like, in most therapist offices, you're going to be sitting face to face. Face to face. Nose to nose. <laughs> nose to nose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Eskimo kisses. <laughs> yep. You're going to be sitting right in it. And I, it's the most uncomfortable shit. When I got to go talk to my supervisors or whatever, and we're like face to face. I'm like, sir, I ain't going to look you in the eye, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm looking right at your feet. 
<laughs> I want more juicy ass toes. I see them. Yeah, look like little baby back ribs. Oh, my baby, 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 and so my office, I like to sit at an angle. That way folks, they can choose to look at me or they can choose to look at other places in the room. Uh, my old office in St. Mary's did have a couch, but no one normally laid down on it. Just people that were dead exhausted um, mm-hmm. or didn't want to cry and look at me. So they would look up at the ceiling. Most of the time you're sitting. Um, very rarely does the therapist sit on the side of you. Never happens. If you're laying down, they're not on the side of you. Why? This is, this is the one being reason why. Why it's so fucked up in these shows. Yeah, put this on a reel. Um, we don't sit on the side of you because we need to be able to read your facial affect. We need to be able to read your body language. Are you crying? Are your eyes getting watery? Are you shaking? You got any tremors going on? We need to be able to see what's going on with your person. And if we're sitting on the side of you, we're just looking at your hair follicles. What does that do? Dry ass scalp. Yeah, <laughs> you know, oh, dusty ass head. <laughs> Andrew Shamp. Yeah. What's in your notes? Don't worry about it. Don't worry, <laughs> Don't worry about it. Have you heard a conditioner, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> it's a hair desert on that scalp. Good Lord. Yeah. I wonder why it's coming out by the hand. You don't cry so much in this session and dried out your head. No. <laughs> dusty so, what would you say is the problem with people laying down? Not problem. I should say, what? why do you think it's not as well as a good technique to have your clients laying down on the couch? For one, like I said, for you, you can't read what is going on is good. The next thing is, is, you know, a lot of intimacy. A lot of folks are going there because of different types of traumas. A lot of that emotional intimacy is done through eye contact. Whether it's just sporadic, right? It doesn't have to be the whole time or just glances. Most For most neurotypical individuals, it is through that. If it is for neurodivergent individuals, or individuals with a lot of trauma, a lot of anxiety, to be able to scan my body, not maybe look me in the eyes, but to scan my body and to see that I am connecting with you, that I am paying attention to you, that I am facing you, that I am affirming you, to see that visual effect that I'm actually showing you love and care is magnificent. That is therapy. You cry, I sit there, I affirm you, I'm like, this is okay. You tell me a story, I don't run. You tell me you're a horrible piece of shit. I tell you, I'm looking right at you. I'm telling you, no. You know, you tell me I'm going to think that you're a monster. I'm like, no, you're not. I'm doing it right in front of you. It's not some voice over here. So it's the intimacy, the interaction that brings people back to reality spent. So that's why you have to be somewhat looking at each other. Gotcha. Can a voice do it? Yes. But when you get that image and you get that human in front of you and you can scan the body, you're like, oh man, this person's person's in it mm-hmm. this person shows me like fuck maybe people will listen to me that mm-hmm. those are the two biggest things um i know a lot of times i'll have people um that you know are on the spectrum neurodivergent and they're looking other places and i look everywhere too and i stare off into the distance and i visualize things but on zoom and some of my clients don't like looking on zoom because of their ocd gets in the way and their body dysmorphia gets in the way and they, and they can't look at themselves Right, this is wrong, that's wrong, this is wrong, right? Or they lose focus on me, my words, because they're looking at themselves and they're analyzing shit, right? And I'm like, hey kid, but I need to be able to see you. I need to be, you know, I need to be able to read your face, see what's going on, you know. Uh so I I got one client that hated they never wanted to meet with me via and with their camera on, but eventually they did, you know, after a couple months they did. Mm-hmm. And uh and now, since some things have changed, they went back to calling me on the phone. Uh, so we're doing tele- teletherapy. I'm like, since since they're good in a good place, but if they weren't in a good place, Spence, we would be right back to face-to-face. And when right. there's a lot of shit and a lot of trauma, I'm like, hey, man, I need to see you in the office. Can't see you on Zoom. Can't see you on the telephone. Like I tell some of my clients, hey, when shit pops off and you re- really need to be validated, face-to-face. As long as you're good, we can do Zoom. As soon because. You need to be able to see that reciprocal intimacy, love, and connection because that makes you feel valid, builds up your confidence and your identity. Make sense? Yeah, makes sense. Um, and I have a question for you. Is it tough? Is it a lot tougher since, you know, we there are therapists on BetterHelp, obviously, and, and, and other, like, you know, uh, like Zoom-like, you know, avenues? Um, 
do you find it tougher to connect with those clients at all or is that also or is it kind of easier especially once they have those cameras on and you can do face to face it's better with the cameras on for sure for me um face to face is really 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 good but i'm also very good at doing my job and so me even via zoom or via you know screen is still really good i'm able to connect and make them feel understood but there is a difference between in person and not there is therapeutically there is um, if you're good at making people feel like you're connected and bonding with them, then you're going to be good on Zoom, on Zoom or telehealth, better help, whatever it is. If you're already kind of anxious and then people aren't getting connected in person, it's going to be even worse on Zoom. Unless it's all an anxiety thing for the therapist, then maybe they'll be better because there's less intimacy. If you got intimacy issues as a therapist, it's going to fuck up your therapy. Just a little bit, yeah. probably. Yeah, if you're a little robotic or like too cognitive. It's going to mess up your therapy. You're going to be super dry and the students are going to act like you don't care. So if you're neurodivergent or autistic, right. And you're doing, and you're a therapist like me, you got to code switch and mask a little bit. You, you have to, uh, and you like, Oh, you can't tell people to mask. I can't, if it's your job and you're trying to save people's lives. Yeah. And then you go home and you do your routines to help you regulate. And then you go about your business. Um, right. When I'm with black and brown bodies, there is some code switching to where I get rid of some more of the professionalism and maybe I'll be a little bit more me when I'm with athletes, right? I coach, I coach switch to whatever identity that I know about, right? Cause I ain't a fucking appropriating shit. If I don't know about your identities or I've never had those experiences then I'm not going into that personality. Um, where right, I've got folks I'm working with now. They're just like, man, I'm so glad I get to work with you, man. And to be with you, you know, I can do this. Eventually, there'll be more of us. So, Cedric, his kids probably will get therapy because they're younger generation, less stigma. Less stigma, less of it's tied to toxic masculinity or just violent masculinity, dominant masculinity, where we feminized all emotions. Right? But we get assholes like Stephen A. Smith that Spence just let on a reel on January 29th of like him making fun of a coach crying because he loves his team and his players. Yeah. Uh, pause. We talked about it. I know a lot of you may not watch football, but we talked about it when the Miami Dolphins, something Phillips is his name, Spencer saw it, where he tears his Achilles and he just starts bawling his eyes out. Yep. Jesus, yep. that might have been the most empathy I felt on like TV in a while. I was like, oh my God, you just felt so bad for the kid. Because yeah, he's been dealing with injuries and even retired from the sport. Yep. He was done. And then he came to uh, Miami to start fresh. He got into really good shape. Best season Every, ever. Best season. Yeah. And then, yep. And then he tore his Achilles on a, like doing nothing pretty much. Um, but that's just how it works, you know? Yeah. It makes, um, yeah. It's fucked up. It is makes you think like with me with the jobs i keep getting declined and declined and declined and you've been there you've been declined and declined and declined mm-hmm. and it reminds me of that godfather scene that i just let go and he's like there just isn't enough time he's like we'll get there pop we'll get there mm-hmm. you just got to yeah. keep pushing but like yep. to be rejected or to have your body hurt you know to lose out on a dream is the most devastating thing someone can go through and the sad thing is our like men of color won't reach out for support. We'll isolate more. And then we just suffer and we suffer. And then we turn to bad vices. Intimacy and relationship issues happen. Maybe we cut off family members, right? Because it's hard. It's hard to go inside. And so what do we do? We lash out. We go outside. Uh, you know, mental health in the black and brown community is tough. It's tough. You know, if we bring it back into autism, you know, most of my clients don't even know what the hell's going on. Right, black and brown folks, most of the time they know what's going on, but maybe they don't because they don't even know why the hell they're angry. But folks on the spectrum sometimes don't even know. Are they being overstimulated? Is this trauma or abuse? Is this normal? Is my body freaking out for these reasons or that reasons? Right, It's a lot of confusing things. So it's pretty common to feel in this space where you externalize things. You know, a client was telling me the other day, my my sister's this and my brother's this and they're that and they're that. I said, hey man, they could be autistic too. Just like you. They could be. 
I mean, that's well, no, they ain't. I said, hey, you you telling me about someone who's deregulating pretty quickly? Sounds like autism to me. I know my, I know my family. I'm like, all right, motherfucker, you didn't even know you was autistic till last week. So, <laughs> you you know your family though. Oh, um, so just interesting. As we transition to the next scene, he talks about this. You know, the strength and vulnerability, and he stands up. Oh, hold up now. <laughs> no vulnerability. I ain't no little pump. Your neck just goes away. <laughs> I like how your limbs get squished out when you do that. You just go Daffy Duck. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. Uh, vulnerability. Bleh, bleh. So, so yeah, with this next scene, you want to talk about differences between like white and black, right? More talking about how the differences is when with Cedric, he was more a little bit more closed off, while um, Dave's wife uh, opened up like instantly as soon as brought up a topic of her in school. So this will be it's a classic case of separate but equal. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that went really well back in the day. That went real well back in the day. Uh, there's a piece of shit in my fountain. Uh, what about that one? Nope, pristine. All right. Well, okay. So, for those of you that don't really understand uh, any of the racial things, um, <laughs> I'm completely losing segregation things. I was like, what the yes. fuck? What are the words I'm looking for? Yeah. Uh, uh, segregation and we're talking about where they used to say you know separate but equal equal was not true because uh, certain yeah. folks black folks brown folks were treated much worse hey this bathroom this white bathroom is very nice and clean oh gotta go down to the dungeon to take a shit black guy yep that's nice um <laughs> yes sir yes so as we transition right into this, kind of me being stupid, but then also, there you go. Y'all learned something today about racism. Segregation. Uh, we look at how it's pretty normal for a lot of folks to come in the office and it's just immediately let everything out. They, 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 let, it, they let it ride. They let it all hang out. They, they, they dirty laundry. I'm all in on black. <laughs> Were they playing roulette? Uh, <laughs> um, I'm not I've been gonna... watching the show Las Vegas. There it is. Yeah. All uh, in. Great show. Sim. Uh, Sim. Sim. So yeah, she goes in there and she just balls. And that's so common for a lot of clients. They will come in there and be like, okay. Hey, my name's, you know, Bobby Boucher. And I'm doing therapy. I'm a therapist, social worker, you know. I don't know if they would let Bobby Boucher actually go to therapy and work out his anger issues no. in there. Yeah. That's the thing. We got, did we do that movie? No, didn't we? That'd be did a good we? one. We No, we didn't. I thought we, okay. No. We might have talked about it, but yeah, we, we need to do that one and be like, he should probably be in therapy and the coach is like, I can't do that. He's my best player. Who am I supposed to do? <laughs> we definitely need to move that up into the queue. We have to win the bourbon bowl. The bourbon bowl. The bourbon bowl. Um, but you'll see folks that come in and they will just let loose. I'm like, how you doing? Tell me what brings you in. And just, they'll just be like, oh. I'm like, breathe kid. And then they just cry. Taking a shit. Yeah. I'm, oh. A mental shit. Oh, <laughs> like just let it out, baby girl. Just let it let out. It out. <laughs> we, we, you know, let, we, 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 clean constipated. we clean, clean it up later. <laughs> we clean it up later. We get, we get to it. Just just put some sand on it. I got some sawdust in the cover. Yeah, that's for vomit. It's not for shit. You got to pick up the shit. It's in sawdust. It's a wet one. It's one of mud yes. I got... I got I got the mud. Uh, the bubble. All right, here we go. The other day, 
I was on the phone with Colin. Uh oh. <laughs> he's changing her the baby and he's like, holy shit. <laughs> it was like everywhere. the sauce when you open up a Chipotle burrito and the sauce is just bursting everywhere. <laughs> There's like three people that are gonna listen to this and crash their car immediately. Either from throwing up or laughing. We, or you cannot sue us. <laughs> this because we put it in the beginning disclaimer disclaimer yeah but you'll see it man is is folks specifically women will be so much more connected to the emotions and maybe a little bit more trained societally acceptable to be more vulnerable to be more sad to have more tears and they'll tank and it is some of the most horrific things to see is that they're it's tough it is tough you know, I had a couple of new students last week, and it's just heartbreaking to know what they've gone through without ever telling anyone. You know, as soon as I know that they've never had a therapist before, I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to be a tough one. Because, you know, you're 20, you're 30, and you haven't talked. It's going to be tough. Where you get more masculine individuals, it doesn't matter what gender. Masculinity is this thing with, like, dominance and strength and blah, 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 blah. Well, now it's they're a little bit more guarded in therapy, right? A little tiptoe around a few things, and you're like, eh. so by the time we get to the real meat and potatoes of it, the meat and cheese, because you know I ain't letting it all hang out now. You gotta find it. <laughs> I'm shaking my head. Yep, <laughs> I'm disgust. Is the doorknob you? So in therapy, yeah, everyone likes a good doorknob. Oh, it's not that kind. A therapy doorknob is, is when they're walking towards the door. <laughs> you have to explain that again. Just say doorknob. Like, not, what happens in your office? I mean, yeah, not everyone gets a turn. It's not that doorknob. <laughs> <laughs> smells funny. <laughs> Hello. Um, the doorknob meaning is they'll save all the real stuff, the heavy stuff, the trauma stuff. As soon as they go to reach for the doorknob to leave the office, they're like, by the way. My daddy killed my mama. <laughs> what? Yeah, I will talk about it next week. I'm like, Bobby, bring your ass back in here. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. I got class. Motherfucker, you gonna miss class. <laughs> yes, this is a skip day. <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker, it's a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I here? Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> sit your dumb ass down. <laughs> um, but for real man you'll see it so often where folks of color will leave it to the very end I'm like man why the fuck are we talking about this and that when we should have been talking about this but the thing is a lot of us just aren't ready to go there and autistic folk too we're testing you As therapists we're watching you we're seeing how you act you know, we're, look, we're looking we're watching you know, we, 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 we're testing I don't know what movie that is. Don't ha- oh, that hey. was Blue Streak. Don't just hand me the gun. They're looking. They're watching. <laughs> it because you want to make sure that they're safe. Because if you tell them the vulnerable bits of yourself and they reject you, that's devastating. Or if they, you know, my students be like, you know, you know, I, you know, I smoke some weed, and I'm like, oh, the other day, I said, all right, let me call police real quick. I went to go reach for my phone. Kids about shit his pants. Mud. Nine. One. <laughs> you gonna give it to me half off or I'm gonna call the police. So that that's another issue too. The here's an interesting thing, and then we'll wrap it up. Um you'll see the variation in things that clients talk about are vastly different. You get her where she talks about, you know, math, this math nerdy thing, right? And she's devastated because she was, for her, it's real. It hurts and it's painful. She was rejected from this math study thing after school. You know, other folks, they're talking about like deep issues, parental issues, poverty issues, emotional, physical, sexual, you know, damage, you know, abuse. They talk about getting bullied. Right, they talk about not having food to eat, not knowing where they're built, to being homeless, 
you know, they're talking about, you know, death, grief. And then you got other kids, you know, uh, you know, I got to see on my paper, you know, me and, me and Rebecca got in a fight, you know, but, but, you know, we both cheating with each other's bands. <laughs> Pineapples. Pineapple. But you'll, you'll see some of the things that they, some folks will talk about and you'll be like, man, I could be helping out like fucking five trauma kids right now. Still, I'm listening to your ass. <laughs> Don't get, I love everybody now. Love, love. Love everybody. Sounds like it. Yep. Um, and sometimes my clients will know that. They're like, yeah, Nas, I know that I'm privileged. I know that, you know, my issues aren't that big of a deal. And I said, chill out, homie. To you, they are a big deal. So let's talk about it. It did fuck you up. Let's talk about it. So I'm not like, hey, man, your issues. I don't minimize anyone's shit. Right here, I'm making some jokes and some light of it. And technically, there are scales to this, but to that individual, it's horrific. You know, you you take someone's bike or toy or certain thing, and they're autistic, right? You you mess up their routine. They're gonna some not all will wig out, and that means that's horrific. That's a trauma to them. But with a lot with these black and brown bodies, I hate saying this because this is the wrong choice of words. But we're so good at taking pain that we don't even realize that we're dying inside. So people, the studies show that people will see us as tougher, more resilient. They'll sexualize our bodies more. They'll dehumanize our bodies more. And so people think that, you know, it's fine if we hurt because it doesn't matter. Or we can take a lot of pain, so it doesn't matter. But we'll treat our white counterparts very soft and cuddly. And when a little white girl cried, a little white boy cried, we'd be like, oh, dear pain. I got, come here, baby. <laughs> Rest your head on my chest. Yeah. <laughs> your little white head on my chest. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna, it's be, okay. gonna be all right, little white baby. It's gonna be all right. Yeah. He's supposed to do the voices, but Julius, get your ass in the kitchen. <laughs> Mom. Yep. <laughs> hey baby, get your little white butt over here. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> I'm telling you, though, that's how the public health system is. Uh, is we will have to overtly show that we are in pain to be taken seriously. So they said there's no tears like white tears. I know a lot of folks, probably going to be white folks that listen to this. But them white tears, boy, them, them the good ones. You collect those in a vial, you'll live forever. <laughs> I'll tell you. I have a vial of white tears right back here. Don't worry about it. Hey, this is them. This is <laughs> them. Right yep. Mm. It's worth all the money. Um, um, delicious white tears. So it's it's just interesting to see the difference. You know, is there a lot? I'm making some generalizations today. Yes, this is not the ex, you know the rule for everyone. This is also not the exception. From my anecdotal evidence, and then some of the real data that shows we do treat people of color worse and not believe them as much. It's a thing. Uh, you know, this also plays into how we, you know, treat each other as friends, as counterparts, as men treat each other. Oh, you got it, boy. You tough. Or me being a big boy. You be all right. I'm like, motherfucker. My dog died, man. I'm fucking sad. You know, I ain't getting no job. Like, I'm sad. They're like, oh, you know, you go, you live to fight another day. I'm like, motherfucker, I'm thinking about killing myself. What the fuck you talking about? I'm not. You know, but I was saying. I, yes. You know, yeah. I, I had to skip a meal. <laughs> just one. Dude, dude, I want that sad. I, I just one. Half a meal, really. I had some, <laughs> had some granola. It was good. Yeah, I, you know, I had a snack. Yep. Um, so that, w- that was the talk about today. Uh, it's a wonderful show for easy comedy to watch. It's kind of mindless. There's some good episodes in there. The biggest thing we wanted to talk about is how folks of color aren't the biggest ones to go into therapy. Younger generations are doing much better at it. Also definitions of what what do we feminize? What is masculinity? What do we see as vulnerability and what do we see as strength? And then how we see like the different cultures or races view therapy and or show up in therapy. Now, some folks have a lot of history and damage to get to before they can see someone like me and talk about real shit. Like Nas, you know, I, you know, I ain't going to talk to you now. I don't know what we're going to be doing. Literally, I'm just having a conversation with you. Like it's not that hard asshole. All right.
I, I put it all out there. I'm hanging all my dirty laundry and my panties on the, on the, on the, on the line. Some big ass panties. God damn. <laughs> you kill a cheetah? That's some big mama panties right there. Hey. <laughs> Old dusty <laughs> ass head. <laughs> Uh, all right. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, go check out the show, The Neighborhood, uh, on Paramount Plus. Uh, is it on Netflix still? Uh, no, I, I no. It's I think it's only on Paramount now. CBS. Okay. So go check them out. Um, and like I said before, go check out Toink Toys in our description down below. Um, they have some great stuff from every almost every type of pop culture. Uh, show, movie, everything. So go check them out and then use our discount code uh, to get about 10% off your entire order. So go check it out. Uh, yeah. Uh, before we go, uh, always remember to look out uh, around you because there's probably an autistic person analyzing you. So thank you. True. I'm Spencer. That's Nas. Different special pocket. All right, everyone. Much love and remember, take care of yourself. Or don't. And that's completely up to you. Peace. Autism. Autism.